Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, choir. Thank you, musicians. Amen. We give God praise for each one of you. Amen. The Lord is just good. Come on, the Lord is just good. Has he been good to you? Come on, if he's been good to you, give him praise. Give him praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Good to see all of you here on this morning, amen. You're in store for a treat, amen. We are privileged today to have with us from the County Sheriff's Department of Los Angeles, amen, Luana Hasselrig. Come on, give God praise, amen, for her. The last time she was with us, amen, she was seeking prayer and asking the Lord's direction as to which way she should go. Uh, the new sheriff, um, come on, v yeah, Vina Nueva, a man had asked her to consider taking one of the under sheriff's positions. Amen, which would mean that that's like second in command of all the sheriff's departments of Los Angeles County. So more, let's give God praise for her, amen. And I'll let her give you the results of what happened in that transition, but praise God, I'll just simply say the Lord has great things in store for her, amen. And I want all of you, praise God, to uh, listen carefully as she presents her testimony, amen, about how the Lord has ushered and uh, orchestrated her life even up until this point. And God is not through with her, amen. God has much more for her in store. Come on, somebody, give God praise. And God is positioning her in the right position, praise God, to be an asset to us and to all of us, amen. So we thank God for her being in our midst today, and we say to you, let the Lord use you, let the Lord just have his way in your life, amen, and just give us your testimony, <laughs> amen. Let's receive her right now with a big old appreciation in the name of Jesus. Luana Hasselrick, amen, I'll get it right. morning. See, I thought this was going to be easy the second time, so I listened to a song this morning, uh, Life in Favor, and you don't know my testimony. And I kind of loved that song from day one when I first heard it. And I know everyone has their own testimony. I know everyone goes through their own journey. And so when you tell your story, you're either going to share it willingly or kind of half-heartedly or maybe I just don't know how to share it. I'm not one that speaks about what I've gone through or even, and I did ask a lot along the way, why me? And how come I can't have this and why do I have to ride a bike to work? But um, I'm here because Teresa Coberson, I met her at Central Regional Detention Facility for Women. That's the jail over on uh, Alameda and Imperial. Is that it? Yeah. 
And at that time, I was a lieutenant, and she was newly promoted to sergeant and came on, and we had a chance to work together. And I'll say work together, not under or for me, because we truly worked together with some of those interesting circumstances. But before I go into that, I'll, I'll backtrack. Um, life in favor. I was given life. My mother had six kids on the east coast of Virginia. And for some reason, she decided to take her two daughters, my sister and myself, to Riverside, California. Not too far. You keep going a little east, you'll find it. And she left us at the babysitter for an extended period of time, and we went into foster care at that time. So I was in foster care for about nine years or so, and that's, uh, that was fun. I just ran amok, up and down the hills, played with the animals on the farm. And then I was adopted when I was nine, my sister and I both, same family. But that's when life as I know it and how I experienced it changed. It was then that I experienced your physical abuse, your emotional abuse, and I guess emotions tie into your mental stability because it affects you one way or another and sexual abuse as well. I decided to protect my heart, to protect who I am, and I walked with those, those walls mighty high. I wouldn't let anybody in. Very few people, and even to this day, I only get close to a couple people. I'll share a couple things, but I, I, I'm guarded. So probably about 17, my adopted mother and I decided to have a, a discussion that was less favorable for me. Uh, she told me, you're not going to amount to anything. And then she told me, you need to leave. And you know, I'm very proud for that 17. I know everything, right? I said, OK, you're right. I, you're absolutely correct. And I left. I had no place to go. I know where Borwell Park is, and I slept outside for a couple weeks out there. I'd go to McDonald's and brush my teeth, and I'd go on to school. And it was uh, Riverside Community College and Coach Barnes. He let me come stay with him. So let me back up. Uh, as my adopted mother and I were having this discussion about what I am going to do and what I'm not going to do, she makes it vividly clear, and she says, you will not amount to anything. And Something inside me says, you're wrong. I will not need you again. So when I go through this, and I graduate from junior college, and I go to Cal State San Bernardino, and I get my degree in criminal justice, because I'm going to be an attorney, because I like to argue. I argue with her, and I can still argue. OK. And I looked in my pocket, and I had me attorney money, so that didn't happen. So then I got on with the sheriff's department. And I've been on for about 30 years, plus or minus. And I promoted, well, let me back up. My Different people would say, you're going to promote. And I knew that. I kind of told myself, when I graduate, when I leave this department, I'm going to promote with a couple of C's behind my name. Now, that was, you know, I'm going to be a captain at least. So I made sergeant about 2000, and I was sergeant for five and a half years. And then I promoted to lieutenant. And I was a lieutenant for 12 years. 
And that's where I met Lieutenant, Col or excuse me, Sergeant Culberson. Okay, retired Sergeant Culberson. And um, we, we developed a special bond. And across the time throughout the years, I've, I've had an opportunity to uh, have a servant heart, if you will. So I've, I've, I've had the pleasure and the sadness of helping people transition home due to cancer. Uh, one of my good friends, her mother died of breast cancer. And I think the, talking to her, you need to go see your mom. You gotta put your paperwork in because you have to uh, submit time off slips so you can go off and go for an extended period of time. She says, okay, well I wanna drive across country. I said, well they got planes, we don't have to drive. <laughs> we drove across country. We went to uh, Indiana. And uh, you guys know how God is. He'll tell you one thing, and you'll end up doing just what you said you weren't going to do. And so then I, uh, I've went. I've, I've gone. I, I went on that journey. I didn't want to drive, I've, but I drove. And uh, Doris would say, where's Lulu? That was my nickname for her. So that week, we ate pizza, and we drank root beer. And that was her beer. She couldn't, you know, she can't have alcohol, so we would drink a beer together, root beer. And she went home that following Sunday, and we had been there a week. I've had the opportunity to take care of a couple of people with lymphoma and um, sickle cell and brain cancer. And then along the way, I might look for a runaway child or talk to somebody's young one or, or youth. And then I said, okay, I'm putting in for captain. I did that. Every two years, you have an opportunity to do it. So I did it at least six or eight times. Never selected. Matter of fact, I was kind of told, you're not going to promote to lieutenant. And I got it. So fast forward, we know organizations that are mostly male predominant. We know organizations that are paramilitary. They do not take kindly to strong individuals that say, no, you cannot do this because it is not right. Well, I have a tendency of saying just that and then some, depending on the circumstances. So, long about the 13th or so of November, I get a call from uh, candidate Alex Villanueva. It looks like I might win this election. Will you be a part of my transition team? Yes, sir, no problem. I, I could do that. We can look for records, we can do whatever it is we need to do, let's make this happen. Now, mind you, I'm not a part of the campaign. I'm not out there uh, with him and passing out letters. And I'm just going to work every day, working hard. I'm in the property and evidence room where it's dusty. Uh, you got stuff from 1932 and just trying to organize, okay? November 28th, he says to me, I'm thinking about appointing you to assistant sheriff. I say, excuse me? Are you serious? He says, yes get on the phone, I'll make a couple calls, then I call Teresa, I need to have hands laid on me. I, I need praying hands because I don't know what's gonna happen here, and I may or may not get this position, but um, I need some protection before I accept any position. And I came, and your church, you, you touched me, and I can't tell you what I felt when I was standing there and to feel the presence of God around me. So December 3rd comes, and we have the inauguration. But the night before, Lawana, we can't give you that, permit, that position because we got some naysayers in the field. 
and uh, you've had a little discipline. Well, it wasn't little for me, but okay. Um, and mind you, that happened a couple years before. So they waited 20-something odd years to find me dirty because I cared or because I said, uh, Teresa, why are you not on work on time? You need to get to work on time. Whatever that may have been. So I'm, I'm, I didn't share this, but uh, I'm sitting in the front watching, you know, what was supposed to be my stars on my collar being pinned on another woman. And I said, okay. And I wasn't going to go. I was going to be defiant. And then a couple of my friends said, LaWanna, this is bigger than you. You have to go. And now we know that wasn't me talking. That wasn't them talking. We know that was God telling them, get your hips in there and sit down and shut up. So I, I sat there. And then four months later, they appointed, I was captain that night. Four months later, two weeks ago, he says, we're going to appoint you to the position of chief over court services division. <laughs> Under my command, I have the largest court services area in Northern America. I have probably 2,000 plus employees that I'm responsible for working with. Professional staff, deputy sheriffs, you name it. And my goal at all things is to say that when they told me I couldn't, I did. When they said, why are you helping so much with this family, if not me? than who. And when they said, you won't do it, or you can't do this, and why are you inserting yourself in this disciplinary process? Because you're wrong. He sends me on little journeys, I call them, and I didn't know that I was going on them along the way. Because, you know, I, I can't recite scripture. I said that before. I, I can't tell you why I get that urge. Well, I can now, but I couldn't then to do what I was doing or what I've been doing. And I have to tell you, thank you. And I know this is not mine. This is his, and he's placing me. I don't know where, where to be. I don't know where to stop. But as I'm going, I will take every prayer, every hand felt, and I will always try to do that which is right, that which is fair, that which is honest. And I will continue to say, thank you, Father. She shared a lot more this morning. So I was expecting more. Amen. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. But we thank God for her. Come on, let's just give God praise. <laughs> and I just want to say to her, too, that the Lord, uh, when I was getting ready for church this morning, he, he showed with me and he, and he told me, and he said, Proverbs, the third chapter, verse number five. Proverbs, the third chapter, verse number five. Proverbs, the third chapter, verse number five says, trust in the Lord with all 
not hard. And I think this is what she has done. She didn't want to accept a position until you heard her say that she had prayer behind her, protection of the Lord around her. And she came to us. What a, what a blessing that was for us to have the opportunity to lay hands on her and to anoint her and to pray for her and then also surround her because that's what we did. We surrounded her and you ladies all came forward and surrounded her with your love and affection and attention, glory to God, letting her know that she's not alone. Come on, she's not alone. She has a prayer family that's behind her. Amen. And we're supporting her in whatever the Lord's destiny is for her, then we're going to join in with that and support her in that. Come on, somebody, give God praise. <laughs> Glory to his name. Anytime we have a person that is, knows the Lord and is in these positions of power, we need to pray for them and support them. Come on, because it's a very difficult task that she has. Amen. You heard her say she's over the court system uh, and over 2,000 employees. That's sheriffs, uh, individuals that carry the, uh, you know, the weapons and have the authority to lock us up and do those kind of things. She's over all of them when they go to court, when you have to go to court, when you have to go into, praise God, uh, to face the judge, whatever it is, you, you can know for sure that you have a person of integrity, come on, that's in the office. Lord, this morning, we just want to thank you, Lord, for just doing the things that you do. And we just give you praise and we give you glory, Lord. We want to thank you in advance, Father, for the things that you're doing in our lives. We want to continue to ask you to continue to touch, Father, those that you know that's sick and shut in this morning. Father, those that's going through some things today. Father, there's many people going through right now, Father. But we know we don't care what the question is. Jesus is the answer. We know that today, Father. In the precious name of Jesus, we just want to lift your name up today, Father. We're going to forget about everything that's going on. The light bill, gas bill, the car note, the all of that, because we know that you have it in the palms of your hands, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we stand on that this morning, knowing that you're the fixer. It don't matter the problem. You are the fixer. And we know that today, Father. You said all we need to do is believe that you are the God that raised Jesus from the dead. And we stand on that this morning, Father, in the name of Jesus. We continue to give you praise and to give you glory for all that you're going to do and all that you have done. And we thank you now, Father. We want to ask that you put a special blessing out on our children this morning, Lord, that you touch wherever their feet may land, that that may be holy ground, and that the blood of Jesus will be around each and every one of them in all that they do. And we pray for those that don't know you this morning, Lord, that something may be said in this service today, that someone that may not have a relationship with you that they may stand up and say, tell me more 
about this Jesus. That is our prayer this morning. We just continue to lift you up. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. Women's Fellowship this Saturday, April 13th from 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at the Prince of Peace Lutheran Church in the city of Covina. The address is in the bulletin. What is God's mission for the church? Well, join us as we continue our journey of discovery. Be a friend and invite a friend. Then on, it's not in your bulletin, but then on Sunday, April 14th, the Share and Care Convalescent Ministry will be ministering at the Villa Park in Pomona from 1 to 2.30 p.m. Please join us as we fellowship and celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, reflecting, reflecting the light and love of Christ with those who convalesce at Villa Park. Fear not, he is not here, he is risen, risen Matthew 28, 5 and 6. In lieu of the regular monthly meeting, the Share and Care Convalescent Ministry will have a phone conference call on Thursday, April 11, at 7 p.m., and the phone number and access code, I believe, is the prayer line. Let me double check. Uh, I don't have the prayer line number. It is it's the prayer line number, so please um, be in attendance on that conference call if you're a part of the Share and Care Convalescent Ministry. And then on Saturday, April 20th, the men will be fellowshipping from 9 to 12 noon right here. And the Faith Center Ministry Men's Group invites all men to join them at their powerful April Men's Fellowship Gathering. You don't want to miss out. They will have a delicious potluck-style breakfast and a motivating discussion on spiritual matters. All men are encouraged to invite other men. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And then on Sunday, April 21st, we will have our Resurrection Day service right here. And remember, that will be one service at 9 a.m. Also, during that service, the Children's Ministry will have a community Easter egg hunt. There are flyers available for you to invite your neighbors, friends, co-workers who have children to come out and enjoy the Easter egg hunt for our community. To assist with the event and make it a memorable one that impacts all of our children, of our church and community, we prayerfully ask that you make donations to the Children's Ministry by next Sunday, no, yeah, next Sunday, April 14th. So we're asking you to donate money in the offering for the children and put it under children's ministry or children's church and just give a little extra to um, support our Easter egg hunt for the children. Amen. Thank you for your support. We are rejoicing that Jesus is alive. Remember that you can donate now through our smartphone um, app, Church Center. You can download it today and give and um, it provides other information available to you soon, so remember to download the Church Center app on your smartphones. And remember, we also have podcasts available that you can listen to the services, the weekly Bible study and Sunday services on podcasts, so please download whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And remember, it usually will um, be uploaded either later Sunday or early Monday morning, so give it about a day to get the podcast available. That concludes our announcements, and please govern yourselves accordingly. God bless you.